Welcome to the CompTIA BizTech Podcast, where we talk with industry leaders across our communities and councils to discuss business challenges, opportunities, and strategies for success. Hey, heads up, folks. The robot takeover is coming. Well, maybe, eventually, but for now, it turns out that robots, or chatbots in the case of what we're going to talk about today, can actually live in harmony with us humans and in some cases even help us with some difficult, mundane, or inefficient tasks. Welcome to the BizTech Podcast. My name is Gary Bixler, Vice President of Member Communities at CompTIA, and I'm excited to be your host for this series. Each of our podcasts are brought to you by one of our unique CompTIA member communities from around the world. If you want to be involved in one of those communities but are not already an official member, we'd love to have you join us and you can learn more at CompTIA.org. And we'd also invite you to click subscribe on this podcast so you're always notified when new content is available. So it turns out that we have all almost certainly had conversations with these ever-evolving chatbots. My early experience was particularly horrible. Uh, very clearly not a human on the other end and not responding you know, appropriately to my issue. But I must say, the more recent experiences I've had have been much, much better. Dare I say even you know, effective in some cases. But even then, some of the time I still needed to speak with a human. So in our podcast today, we're going to explore just where we are in this evolution of AI-powered assistance from virtual receptions, receptionists to full-blown tech support chatbots and where we would or should expect to still employ humans in that process. And for that, I would like to welcome in Adam Prue, the leader of our emerging technology community. How's it going in Canada, Adam? It is going well. Happy to be back. Love, be do love to be doing these podcasts, Gary. Yeah, well, it's good to have you back, uh, especially when we're talking emerging technology. You're also the leader of our Canadian business community. But emerging technology is always so fascinating because it's kind of, you know, Jetson, Space Age and out there. <laughs> before, we get, uh, before we get into the fun tech stuff, though, you, know, you and I usually catch up a little bit about sports. And as we yeah. record this, my Astros are hanging on by a thread in the American League Championship. Still, game. still, yep. <laughs> Looked like they were completely done, but, uh, you know, any, any success from this point forward is, is kind of gravy. I know um, you're a New England Patriots fan, maybe not such cheery news on your end. How are you feeling about the sports seasons right now? You know what, so uh, I – so NFL, uh, a little disappointing, to be honest, uh, in the sense of, I mean, it's, it's hard to get a hold of this COVID thing. Um, the one thing, if we're talking Patriots specifically, though, I'm, I'm encouraged what I'm seeing, although they're two and two. I mean, they held, they held uh, Mahomes in check at least for three quarters a couple of weeks ago. And they, what, they lost like a goal line stop by, by a 5-0 and Seattle team. So two bad losses, well, two Two good losses, if you want to say that, but uh, I'm encouraged what I'm seeing. Too bad Cam, you know, caught the, caught the Rona, but uh, he seems to be back now and, you know, hopefully at full strength. Um, I, I will say in terms of a Patriots uh, connection here, Brady and the Bucks. I mean, they're looking, yeah. I don't know, that, that's, that's, they're looking okay, but the, that loss to Chicago last week, I don't think should have happened. That was, uh, yeah. that was undisciplined football. <laughs> Well, lots of uh, our, our CompTIA, you know, fellow co-workers were excited about that. Yeah, <laughs> right. That. 
Our yeah. company is based in Chicago, so we have lots of Bears fans. That All right, well, let's get to the topic at hand. I certainly learned quite a bit in this discussion. I thought it was really interesting to kind of get a behind-the-scenes look at how companies manage this kind of handoff point between the automated, you know, kind of chatbot thing and the, and the human. What were a few of your takeaways from this particular discussion? Yeah, absolutely. It was, it was, and Gary, to your point, I learned a lot too, speaking with Maddie about this. I, I really didn't know a whole lot about chatbots and, um, you know, assisted AI, but you know, the one thing that I, I did take care, uh, did take from this is, you know, you really don't have to be an expert in AI to really understand how, you know, things are going to transform from, a, you know, a lead generation and, and conversion to marketers using this AI and these chatbots. Um, I, I mean, I really enjoyed the conversation, um, you know, because it was, it, it was sort of a chance to show some insights to our partners. You know, these are the sort of solutions that we're bringing to our emerging technology community and to our partners that are looking to adopt these sort of things who are going through innovation to say, you know, how could I use these? So, really the conversation was, again, it was really interesting and insightful to see how um, Maddie and, and, and her team are using these solutions that, are, that, that can be replicable and, and repeatable to, uh, to yeah. other companies. So. Yeah, and clearly they're, they're um, you know, starting to do this really, really well. As I said, my you know, more recent experiences have been pretty impressive. Uh, the chatbots are certainly getting you know, more, uh, more capable and they're starting to figure out whenever to just kind of uh, hand it over to a human being. So that's all great. So Adam, uh, excited to have you here today and excited to hear this conversation. Why don't you go ahead and bring Maddie in and get the conversation rolling. Sounds good. Hello, Maddie, and welcome to the BizTech podcast. Thanks, Adam. Thanks for having me. Good to be here. Hey, awesome to have you. So uh, as mentioned in the opening with Gary, uh, Maddie and I will be chatting today about the role of live staff in lead capture with assistance from AI and automation. But before we really kind of get all into that, um, Maddie, uh, why, don't you, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself first for all the listeners out there? Sure, absolutely. So um, I have you know, three uh, startups under my belt now, and Smith AI is the latest one, but wow. I've basically been the first marketing hire for um, startups, tech companies, and determining how to you know, really bring their product to market and to grow it, to accelerate that growth, and to help you know, the businesses and the users understand how to get the most out of this service and how it's going to deliver a really big impact at an affordable price. And in the case of Smith AI, um, you know, it's really about helping small business owners specifically scale their operations and at a pace and uh, with the focus of their time on the most valuable tasks and delegating and automating the rest. And I think that's really where AI and outsourced staff come into play. I love it. I love it. And, and perfect segue into, into really the first question. So, you know, as mentioned, we're, 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 we're talking chatbots, we're talking AI, we're talking automation, we're talking virtual receptionists today. So, so virtual receptionists and chat services, what does that mean? And, and, and are you offering humans, bots, both? Yeah, it's a good question. And there is a lot of uh, misunderstanding because the sort of depth and breadth of these services is so broad. So what we see is that there's simple call answering, there's the call center approach, there are, you know, sort of dedicated outsource virtual assistants, you know, where does Smith AI fall into that? When it comes to chat, you know, is it a bot? Is it software? Is it staffed? There are so many variables. And I think 
when we get to the heart of it, when we look at goals, where are these services and software programs aligned with your goals? So at Smith AI, what we do is we answer and we do a lot more than just answering. We steer the lead or the client in the direction that the business client of ours wants them to go in. So whether we're sort of handling the conversations as a call, as a chat, a text, or a Facebook message, we are responsible for making sure that conversation is representative of the business, that if it's a client, they get in touch with the right person. If it's a lead, that they are properly screened and scheduled for the next step. And we're, do and we're doing so in a way that's reflective of the business goals. So how does that lead um, sort of match with what the business does? How does that client get served in a way that generally reflects the values of that business? And whether it's staffed or whether it's AI, as in our chatbot, um, that really comes into play insofar as it matches with those business goals and we apply the technology or the talent accordingly. I, I love that. And I mean, how important, right? Obviously you're getting matched up to, you know, obviously what the, what the goal is, is not just sort of random or you're getting sort of funneled somewhere where you don't want to be. And, you know, you kind of maybe running around in circles. So um, at, at Smith AI chatbots are a regular function, as you mentioned. So firstly, Again, sort of, you know, taking it back to the to the basics, but what what is a chatbot and what are the functions that a chatbot performs? Well, it's evolving every day, but <laughs> sure. really a chatbot is going to give you technology to have a text-based conversation typically on a website, but increasingly across other text-based channels like, you know, text message SMS, it could be Facebook, it could be other chat or text platforms. But typically at its core, a chatbot is going to be an automated response that is triggered by you know, conversation from the user that then can handle almost an entire conversation at this point without direct real-time human involvement. It may bring that in as we do at Smith AI sometimes, but it may also be able to handle an entire conversation on its own. Wow, holy cow, holy cow. Um... Okay, so, so, so taking a step back for a second then, um, can you talk about live staff and AI and, and how, sort of how they come together? Because I'm thinking, you know, you, maybe you can't have one without the other. Maybe you can. I don't know. Well, so there's still some human <laughs> involvement, um, you know, from the business owner, no matter what. Like that is going to determine how a chatbot is crafted. What are the questions where is the lead or client steered with the questions that are asked or prompted? You know, what are the answer selections that are presented with each question? That's going to be determined by, you know, that real estate agent or that law firm. You know, if the law firm only does criminal defense law, for example, then they're going to ask a different set of questions as determined by that law firm owner right. in sort of partnership with Smith AI. How do we handle these leads? It's going to be very different than family law, right? Very different than bankruptcy. You just ask a different set of questions. Now there can be almost a formula approach here, but even with the formula, there's going to be different calendaring preferences. Um, you know, talk to a small business owner and everyone will tell you differently how they prefer leads to be screened and put in touch with them. Some will say, you know, I want to talk to them early on. Others will say, I want to talk to them later in the screening process. So there is a role for preference there. There's also a role for, you know, what sort of disclaimers if you're in various business industries that, 
you have to be upfront about um, maybe a chat disclaimer saying, um, you know, this doesn't constitute legal advice or this is not financial advice for a financial advisor. So, you know, really taking into consideration how are these things built, that's a human endeavor using the technology to institutionalize like that sort of decision process that's happened. And then in the actual answering of the chats, they can be automatically answered with a program chatbot um, or they could be a combination of automatic answers or sort of prescribed answers even that are presented to humans or completely answered by humans with guidance and context so that you know, you're not giving misinformation even if you're completely writing almost from scratch every response, which wow. would be on the rare side. Typically we see there's at least some templates and guidance that are pre-written just to speedily sort of keep that conversation going in a pace that chat users expect. Wow. Okay. Okay. So are, are there benefits of having a live staff and chatbots uh, sort of at this point, I guess? There's, there's a huge benefit, and that's why we've built Smith AI really to be best utilized with both. So what we see is that with a lot of professional businesses, especially services like the ones I mentioned, you know, legal, financial, maybe even IT, they're stressful situations. You know, right now we're having this conversation during COVID, and there are people who have, you know, legal matters, they have financial matters, they have estate matters, they have IT matters. I mean, they're, they're now setting up remote work from home offices right and what happens but you have people who will chat in to the business that can help solve their problems and they're stressed out they've never contacted a law firm financial advisor or so and so before and as a result you want the response to not just be accurate and steering in the right direction but you also want that response to be thoughtful and sensitive and responsive to and reflective of active listening, where a live human is going to convey a sentiment that a bot cannot genuinely confer right. at this point in sort of the technology, I believe. Right, right. Um, sort of, you know, not not really in our series of questioning here, but just out of my own curiosity, I'm, I would think people would look for sort of that human interaction, though, that sort of, you know, again, let's just take the, 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 the law example, you know, maybe I want a divorce. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I'd almost think like you'd want that level of empathy. So maybe talking to somebody, Definitely. Like, you know, firsthand yeah. might be a little more beneficial. But again, if, if this is a, a joint... There's there's also, so the, the most important thing is in a really effective lead capture that we've seen from interactions, you know, investigating chats with many, many of our clients that, you know, the most impactful sort of interaction happens not when you say, I can schedule that appointment for you, but I'm so sorry you're going through that. And that diffuses the conversation almost immediately. You know, you know, you have a human being on the other end and they, and the guard is let down and you just take a deep breath and you say, okay, I'm not going to be rushing around Google search, trying to find a law firm. You know, I've got five tabs open and who chats with me first. It's, and really that's the reality. If you don't respond quickly, sort of they're on to the next one, but doesn't that distinguish you to have 
that level of empathy and responsiveness, not just to the sort of sequence of the conversation, but to the nature of the conversation and to being human with that person who is another human on the other end. So why not match it with a human? And, and that's something that we take really seriously. We can train our, our agents to use our technology. It's much harder to train someone who doesn't have great customer service or hospitality or em empathy skills to sort of evoke that during conversation. So that's really what we look for when we hire people. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, it makes total sense. So, so there's obviously several methods for, for lead capture and, 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 you know, using leads to communicate with businesses. Um, are you seeing any trends in how prospective clients and customers are engaging with businesses? Have you seen a shift from the volume of inbound calls and texts to chats to, you know, Facebook messaging? Or, you know, do you see any trends? Yeah, so there are a number of different trends. So what we're seeing first since this spring when COVID really took hold um, is there is a huge increase in screen time. Uh, yeah. There is also a huge increase in the number of after hours and weekend conversations that are business oriented. And as a result um, of, you know, both parents working from home, being responsible for childcare, sort of stealing yourself away for something business related that often happens not necessarily nine to five because there's so much happening already nine to five that can't sort of be pushed to the outset. So if your business is not um, set up to 24 seven respond to new leads and existing clients, uh, not just by phone, but also by more discrete channels. So you can imagine when you're in close quarters, that it's not just important to be able to, you know, make that phone call at 10 o'clock at night, but it's sort of a double whammy. You're not only, you know, more likely to have an after hours conversation, but you're more likely to not have it be a phone call because you're probably not anticipating that that phone call is going to go through to a business, but you'll at least leave a message or maybe you can chat and learn a little bit about, you know, whether that business is right for you. But there's another factor here too, which is that in close quarters, you might have a matter that you don't want to be overheard by a child, an elderly parent, if it's an estate matter, by, you know, a spouse, if it's a divorce matter, as you gave the example for, or, you know, other things that may be even something as sweet as a birthday present, right? So, yeah. you know, it doesn't have to just be, you know, legal or finance. It could <laughs> right. be something, just a, a product. Um, and what does that mean? Well, maybe you want to have a silent conversation that's going to be text-based. So it, you really have to go beyond the phone if you're going to capture all of the conversations that are inbound to you. Right. And, and that's where the chat bot really, really plays that role. And, and again, it's, it's, it's evolved and developed enough where it actually can give you the information you're looking for and, you know, discreetly, whatever it is, but you can mm -hmm. actually have and collect all the information that you need from the chat bot because it's been programmed that way. Well, right. So live chat or chat bot, you know, either way, it's whatever is behind that platform. The sure. first step is opening up that platform for your business. You know, I think most small business owners who may be listening, you know, they're not, necess not necessarily aware that their um, VoIP phone system includes text messaging. Um, you know, they're not necessarily on top of Facebook messages the same way that they would be a phone call, which maybe they take very seriously. And the, the point is that no matter how someone is trying to contact you, um, you know, that's their preferred method of communication. So if they start 
with a Facebook message and you say, please call me, you know, you're sort of interrupting that flow and momentum. Um, you may not even be available for a call at that moment. If someone emails you and, and you say, please call me, um, you know, you're sort of initiating that phone tag that's going to happen. So it's important that you open up those channels. It's important that you have the initial conversation on the channel, but also that you have the technology to switch. So what we see and what we've done in our own chatbot right now is to allow for a request for a call because some conversations sort of end up maturing into a conversation that's better handled with a phone call. Let's sure. say it's a client, you're trying to get through some technical matter and they say, I really want to talk to, you know, technical support on the phone. It would just be easier for me. Could we get on a phone call? There is an option to request a call, right? So there's an option obviously also to schedule a call, but that immediacy is nice to be able to deliver on. So switching channels only when the user is prompting it, I think is also something to be really thoughtful of. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and I would think it would almost, you know, the, the power sort of remains still, you know, on that client where again, you're sort of moving at your own pace. And I think that would be very beneficial for, for the customer at, at that stage, right? Like you said, not, not doing something or interrupting that, 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 that process they're used to. Yeah, look at huge. the evidence. Where are they coming from? Where are they trying to communicate with you? You know, stop trying to switch them onto another channel. If they're texting you, you know, try and have a little bit of a conversation by text because you're probably going to get the most done on that text thread, right? Like <laughs> if, if they text you, there's a reason why they texted you and sort of being in tune with that is um, the first step to good service, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so, you know, we're talking chatbots and, and, and sort of, you know, a process of doing things, but um, you know, how is the reputation changing about chatbots and AI, you know, still sort of relatively new. And, and again, this whole pod, podcast, even before we recorded, I was like, let's talk chat, let's talk chat box bots. I don't even know what they are. I mean, I do, but <laughs> let's take it back to sort of one-on-one, but how is that reputation changing? Are people getting more used to these? This technology. I, I think that they are, and I think that they've a lot of business owners have realized that even if they personally don't like the chat experience, which some people you know have mentioned to me personally when we've talked about Smith AI services, you know, we understand that, but also projecting that onto your customers is really sometimes a mistake because there is a value in having yourself heard or being able to ask a question that you can't easily find. If people are spending as little time and their attention is as low as it is right now that we see in all the reports and they demand an instantaneous response, but at the same time, business websites don't really have search functions anymore, the vast majority of them, how are people going to find the information that they need, uh, especially after hours and especially like, you know, if they don't have the ability to jump on a call right then with sort of an undetermined period of time for that conversation. So what we see is um, the best bots are the ones that are upfront, like this is just a chat bot, right? You're not expecting to talk to a live human. That's for me the most frustrating experience. When I see a bot and it's pretending or it has the face of a live human being, and I'm like, this is clearly <laughs> not a human being, like quit pretending. I, that really turns me off and it, it sets the whole conversation up for, you know, it's like game playing, you know, how far am I going to get? 
And, and the other bad experience is when you have live staff who behave like bots because you're thinking, well, what's the point of having live staff if they don't have any decision-making ability? So our oh, feeling no. at Smith AI is if you have a bot, let it be a bot and it's very constrained and it has a series of questions and answers and it has its own path and it only follows those paths that it can follow. And then if it goes outside of the path, the user wants to talk about more, they leave a message and a real human being in that business will review it and get back to them. If they say, I want to call, then the business calls and they have that conversation. Now, if it's live staffed, you better believe that that person who is sort of staffing, I don't want to say manning because, you know, we're very sort of gender sensitive here. Sure. Um, it's, it's important that we staff with people who are you know, good judges of situations and who are responsive to the information that they're being presented. So sure, we'll equip them with sort of, um, you know, expected answers and responses and they can customize those because for speed alone, that makes sense. We know what's commonly asked, right? And sure. we know how to answer those for businesses. But what we don't want to do is say, okay, here you are, you're asking for a divorce on a law firm website, going back to that same example. And you sort of throw the chat agent off by saying, well, I have kids. How is that going to affect my divorce? And in the worst, you know, sort of staff chat situations, you'll see the human say something like, well, let me get you on that call and you'll address it with the attorney. And they totally, you know, skirt that question. And you're yeah. like, oh, all right, I'll play your game, right? And the better thing to do is, you know, thank you for sharing that information. You know, that may be a factor. The attorney is best suited to talk to you about that. On the call, you'll be able to discuss it. And what a difference that is in just acknowledging as a human, that new information, even if you can't do anything with it, you don't want to just bulldoze over it like so many chat experiences sort of, you know, give to you. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean, you made, you made two great points, which is, and I'll just touch on them really quickly. I mean, there's nothing more more of a turnoff than speaking to a live human that actually acts like a robot, kind of weird. Mm -hmm. It's ironic there. But but I mean, how many times have you gone on to, you know, you're just shopping online and you see a chat bot and you're like, I don't want to, like, I know you're a robot. I know you're not a real person. And again, to me, and disguising themselves though, as, as someone human that I agree with you. There's nothing more than, than a we've all seen the generic suited, well coiffed, you know, face of that professional. <laughs> right. I'm pretty sure you're on 30 different websites. Like, yeah. wow, man, how are yeah. you such an incredible <laughs> chatter? And it's just a generic sort of avatar that you see everywhere. And it actually really does a disservice to the live staff that's as capable as they are. I think that that's something that um, really should be more honestly conveyed. Yeah. Um, and, and being upfront, even before a chat begins, like, welcome to the ABC Law Firm chatbot. You know, like, how can right. we help you? We can answer common questions and book you for a free consultation. Cool, now I know exactly what I'm gonna get when I engage, so the chats are more meaningful. And those conversations, by the way, can be taken to do a lot more than just sort of, you know, capturing leads and helping clients. Dig into those conversations and you'll find really great keywords for search, for blog posts, for yeah. your website copy. Like there is a, a sort of wealth of information that's in there 
that because Google doesn't really share with us all the keywords that bring visitors to our site anymore, we need to dive into things like our own site search, which as I mentioned, doesn't exist so doesn't often exist, anymore right. for businesses. And then our chats, because people are writing the same way that they did in search, what their query is, what their need is. Gotcha. Wow. Wow. Tons of information in that. Um, so, so, so what are the, what are some of the things Smith AI and, and, and I know you've touched on it a little bit here, but what are some of the things Smith AI is doing uh, with chatbots? How, how are you taking advantage of, of this technology? So we have our proprietary technology that really allows for the live staff to interact with the database of answers for each business owner and the sequence that conversations should flow in so that they are empowered to you know handle conversations quickly but then also bring in their own sort of human experience and that element that we've said is so essential right. the other thing that we do really well is we block out spam and any sales or irrelevant chats so that's critical to getting a service that you see value in that you're paying for um, but at the same time, we've made the chat only experience completely free for our chatbot, which is available so that you can at least, you know, not miss any conversations or leads on your website. Now, what we find is that the integrations are also something that people really value as part of our service. And that's an area where we've invested deeply. And the integrations mean that you understand that the event of having a chat is connected to your Google Analytics, your tag manager, and then your ads or your conversion rate. We have the chat connected to your, um, the entire transcript and the contact information that's captured there passing into your CRM or marketing automation system, into your calendar, into also if there is a payment due, your you know, sort of billing system using payment links and invoices that we can connect into chat for making sure that payments, if they're part of a conversation process, for example, a paid consultation, it would need to be prepaid before it's booked. We can sort of handle those and make sure that proper process is followed. Um, so that to me is really part of the special sauce. In addition to being able to really customize um, the entire conversation flow and having a staff behind you to build it for you, yeah. I think one of the huge burdens behind chat is everyone thinks they have to build it themselves. And what business owner is best suited to spend their time building a chatbot that is very rarely their core proficiency, right? Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. I can't imagine too many business owner having the business owners having the time to be like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm just going to dedicate this week to building a chat box that will, you know, serve a function, but it's not, it's not what we do. And even so like in a week, are you going to exceed yeah, right. the expertise of outsourcing it? You know, not bloody likely, right? Like you have companies now who have been doing this for years and that have powerful technology behind them in order to build something, you know, you have to research and find the technology you're going to build from. There's a lot of trial and error. I think the nice thing is when coming into a company and just saying, I have this goal, you know, getting back to the business goals, how can you help me solve for it with chat? That's what I encourage more business owners to come to companies with that question, with that proposal and say, Give it your best shot. Tell me how you're going to solve this problem yeah. and let the businesses convey their expertise 
by coming up with a solution for you rather than you know going to a company and saying i've found the solution can you implement it for me yeah big difference big difference in that uh, absolutely so so smith ai client uh sorry excuse me uh, smith ai um, gives clients the ability to train and program their own chat box chat bots i don't know why i keep saying chat box chat fine. chat <laughs> chats um so can you can you talk a little bit more about that you, you know you giving your clients the ability to train and program yeah so basically you know we will get you set up we're there for you all the way and then you may find that you really want to you know you know, look into the funnel, for example, and make some changes that you only know could have an impact on your uh, conversion rate for chats to first consultations, for example, right? We've been talking a lot about professional services businesses. Let's keep going with that. So let's say that you have um, a a criminal defense firm, and you're using very complicated legal terms in your chatbot, and the funnel conversion rate is saying, you know, the, there are three questions, let's say, in the chat. The first question is, um, you know, what matter is, you know, sort of bringing you to our, you know, criminal defense firm website today? Oh, you know, it's a DUI or it's, um, you know, some misdemeanor or whatever it is, stealing, theft, you name it. If they're instead saying, so, so let's say in that scenario um, that they're using words uh, like grand larceny instead of theft, and you and I would be like, I understand what theft is. I am not 100% sure what larceny is, right? Like there are people who just are not familiar with legal terms. Sure. What we would find is like maybe you started off with those you know specific terms in IT. Maybe there are specific terms, and you're like, I don't know what VoIP is. Like I just know it's my phone system, right? So so if your funnel is indicating that there's a high drop off point and people aren't moving forward because they don't know what the question is asking them, then you can go in and say, I'm gonna mess with this a little bit. I'm gonna change that first question instead of VoIP to cloud phone system or internet phone, or I'm going to change larceny to theft of a value over, I don't know, $5,000 or whatever it is, right? And you really lay it out for them in plain language. And guess what? You end up seeing like the conversion rate increases. That's my assumption. And we've seen this many times. We find that professional services businesses, any expert business is you know, sort of inclined to use industry specific terms that their clients may not understand. So you don't want to block sort of the conversion process that way. And my example here is just to say that in getting the help from Smith AI and building your chatbot, you know, in building this system, you know, there are certain ways where the business owner may really be able to work hand in hand with us to identify opportunities for improvement and the analytics within that funnel, the conversion rates from step to step, you know, you have the full ability to go in there and say, let's change larceny to theft. Let's change this to that so that we can see if we're, you know, getting a better conversion rate when we speak more the language that our users understand. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, us being in tech, we see the acronyms and the, and the you know, the short form of everything every day, MSP, MMF, MSSP, ISV, I mean, you name it. EAR, right, exactly. Right, exactly. So, no, no, absolutely. So, and I mean, you, you, you've already kind of touched on this, and, and I know we, we mentioned this uh, the, 
a couple of questions back, but you know, are there benefits with a company uh, doing this with a, sorry, are there benefits of doing this with a company that specializes in chat bots or can, again, can businesses really build this in-house from scratch? So, you know, going back to what we said before, like, you know, if you're going to build it in-house from scratch and you enlist a firm to build completely customized chat for you, it's sort of like almost a dying industry, especially for a small business owner that can easily save money and time with, you know, more easily programmed, more templated solutions that can get up and running within a, an hour, a few hours, with, instead of like weeks because you paid some firm to build an enterprise class bot when your business isn't necessarily warranting that level of investment or delay. Right. So, you know, yes, if you're, you know, a massive Fortune 500 company, like maybe you do need a completely custom bot and your systems are so complex and your workflows are, you know, so complex that you need someone to custom engineer that for you, build it from the ground up. But, you know, typically the 10, 20, $50,000 or whatever that's going to cost is not warranted for the business owner who just needs to have that conversation happen on their website, on text, on Facebook. And now that these platforms are sort of so easy to get up and running, why not at least test what those easier sort of shorter form platforms can do rather than going straight to the custom solution? How do you know that like there's enough work there and proof to warrant that investment upfront? Sure. And, and, and I'm assuming Smith AI sort of does, well, not sort of, would do this assessment. For example, you know, ABC Law Firm says, hey, we really think it would be beneficial to have a, you know, a, a chat bot. You guys come in, you do the assessment. You would say, hey, look, you know, maybe you're set up best for, you know, this sort of, this sort of bot or this sort of plan or program. I, I know you don't right. break them down into yours. But. Right. We advise AI or we advise live staff or, you know, your conversations tend to follow this pattern. We would have a playbook for leads, a playbook for clients, yes, maybe yes. You know, some sort of playbook for business partners and community members who come through. Maybe you're in personal injury and you need sort of a playbook for insurance companies or sort of that sort of broker conversation that happens. So what we find is that, you know, if you've got a lot of vendors, maybe you need a certain conversation sequence for that. Regardless, almost every business can benefit from a company that is, you know, sort of faster up and running than a completely from scratch, um, you know, chat solution that takes weeks or months to build and an unbelievable amount of money yeah. that, you know, at the end of the day, Again, let's just get back to the goals. If you set up that platform for that conversation and you test it out, you say, my conversion rate is this. I didn't realize that I would get one chat for every four calls that's coming through, that I've got 25% of the chats after hours when my phone's not ringing. Like I'm capturing all these leads. They're scheduling time on my calendar. Those calls are actually happening. How much more do you need to improve? You know, like, why wouldn't you iterate on that system that's sort of faster up and running than something that takes so much immense effort that I don't necessarily see the payoff for? Right. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I, I know we're running out of time. I still have a couple of questions for you though, if, if, if you can stick around. Um, what, how are the bots capturing this data and, and how can we use this data to our advantage? And I know there's a whole AI element to that, but if you can you know, sort of deep dive, that'd be great. 
Yeah. So, I mean, I think immediately for the small business owner, the most important thing that you can do is to look at the chat transcripts and say, where am I getting the information that I can use to put back into my business on the front end, right? So immediately it's obvious. I don't need to say, you know, that conversation is going to tell you how to interact with that one specific <laughs> leader client, right? But what, can, what else can you do with this information? So I mentioned before, it's really important to take those transcripts and pour them back into the content of your website to have better conversations with clients who use the same word over and over and over again. Like maybe you're a transplant from Boston to Savannah and you don't realize that, you know, people, you know, we're using the law firm example again, but like people don't say car wreck, they say car accident and you need to change your website because you've just moved your business and you don't realize there's a different dialect that people use and you're not hitting those local search terms because people aren't searching for car wreck. They're searching for a car accident. And there's tons of examples of that, wow. right? Okay. And then you say, okay, what are the common questions that are coming through? What common sort of phrases can I draw out of here? And you can actually take all these transcripts you can upload them into there are a lot of different systems online for this but um sort of common word grouping apps and it will show you common phrasing it will show you what's the least common phrasing and you can see easily does that marry with what my website says does it marry with my advertisements you know how i speak about my business and my elevator pitch and if it doesn't well you're not talking in the same language that matches with your users and that's going to create friction there. You know, it's going to create a loss in conversion probably because people don't necessarily see the alignment of your business and their needs. Um, right. So that's one opportunity. The other is, you know, in terms of your process, you know, how are you quickly following up with people? What options are you making available to them? You may find that you offer you know, free assessments for your IT firm, for example. But, you know, you offer these free assessments and then your leads are of a lower quality. You're going and driving out all over the place. You're having virtual assessments and people are just not ready to buy. So maybe it actually is a product or service change where you need to charge for an assessment or you need to put a credit card down the way that you would for a fancy restaurant they're not going to charge you upfront, but they've got your credit card. And if you bail on them last minute, then they charge you a penalty, right? Mm -hmm. So what are the sort of process changes that you can institute by saying, all right, I've got this workflow on calls, on chats, on texts, and I'm getting these leads. Are they sincere leads or do I need to do heavier screening? Do I need to ask them for more skin in the game? Right. Um, what information do I need to have to have a really great first phone call? Maybe it feels like, I've got a receptionist service and they're just taking a message and then I'm having this first call and I'm sort of asking them the same introductory questions. Why not have the receptionist service ask questions that can inform that first call and then you hit the ground running and you don't ask the same questions over again, which the lead would feel is respectful of their time. Absolutely. So there's sort of product and service implications to how you handle those frontline tasks and how that protects your time in the future and the quality of those leads and where you focus your attention. Absolutely. Wow, Maddie, great advice. Great advice. Um, last question. This is sort of my own curiosity. Can a bot have a meaningful conversation with a person? 
so I, I think absolutely yes. And that's the definition of a meaningful conversation being that it moves something forward that is a need that you have, right? A, a need or a want that you have. And I'm not going to get into the difference between needs and wants, but does it sort of move that forward? Because a meaningful conversation means like, does it add, add, you know, context, um, does it add information where there was a gap in information, right? Does it help you make a decision? And the answer is yes. Like there is information that can be conveyed. There is a steering that can be, handled to bring a lead into it, you know, sort of a scheduling opportunity with a business um, to be directed to resources that help them make a better decision right. about, you know, some need that they may have. And that in and of itself can be a resolution. You know, maybe you don't actually, maybe you're not ready yet for a business. Maybe you need to read up more about divorce, sort of circling back to that, right? A bot can steer you towards a help article, towards you know content that you've produced, a blog post, whatever it is. Is that meaningful? Absolutely, yes, because that's information that's needed to get to the point of resolving that situation, get to the point of addressing it. So I, I completely agree. Even if it's for triage or steering, is it meaningful? Does it make progress? Definitely. Awesome. Maddie, I, I can't thank you enough for your time. Very insightful, very, very purposeful conversation. Um, I, I, again, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to do this and, and really just sort of, you know, giving the sort of the one-on-one on, -one on uh, chatbots and, and virtual receptionists. Again, I'm sure there's a lot of listeners right now saying, hey, cool, you know, thanks for filling in that blank. So again, really appreciate your time. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me, Adam. Awesome. Thanks, Maddie. Talk to you soon. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the CompTIA BizTech podcast. For more information on CompTIA membership, communities, and councils, visit comptia.org membership. If you enjoyed this podcast, the greatest compliment you can give us is subscribing, sharing, and liking the broadcast.